This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray and get into the word. Father, we are in your presence. Minister to us, Lord. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We want we are in need of your word. We want to come deeper. You've been calling us deeper. You've been calling us to deep to come to a deeper place. Oh Lord, the word the, let the word be revealed, Lord, in a deeper manner today. Even as we desire to know deeper, to come deeper. Wash us with your word. Transform us with your word. Cleanse us with your word. Let there be change, Lord. Let there should be let there should be change. Signs and wonders will follow the preaching of God's word. Lord, today we desire this sign, this wonder. Hearts changed. This is what we ask of you today. Hearts changed. Habits changed. Attitudes changed. We ask of this this sign, this wonder to manifest, Lord, even as we declare your word in this church. This is what we desire to see here. Thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. Let your name be glorified in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to remind you just in case you have gotten it by any chance, this is the year of great rejoicing. Amen. The year of great rejoicing. Rejoicing is God's portion for your life. Amen. Rejoicing is God's plan for your life. And God does not want you to be a sad Christian. Amen. It's such a what's a oxymoron? Yeah. Sad Christian. Uh, you know, two contradicting words put place side by side that's what it is there are no there is no scope for sadness in christianity amen because you have come to partake of the joy of the lord the his divine nature amen hallelujah you know the prophet jeremiah said in jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 16 i want you to take i want to take you there jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 16 Your words were found and I ate them and your words became a joy to me and the delight of my heart and some version says your words became a, the joy and the rejoicing of my heart man god's word is the joy and the rejoicing of your heart amen or your attitude towards god's word will determine will decide uh, the kind of joy that you can carry your your desire your regard for god's word that determines how much of a joyful person you can be amen and uh, you know if you're an unhappy christian unhappy christian again an oxymoron an unhappy christian it shows that you need to change your attitude towards god's word period nothing else there's there's no room for debate beyond this if you are unhappy in your christian life it just means you need to change your attitude towards god's word one symptom of a person who does not regard god's word is depression is gloom is confusion is unhappiness 
if you want to change that about you if, if you feel that you're discontent in christian walk in your christian walk it is only because you are not taking god's word for what it is i want to stay here for a little more time your attitude to god's word your attitude to god's word must undergo a change we are the church of the living god birthed by the word of god amen our attitude to god's word must change it must change it must change amen even as we've been hearing about the the seed principle say the seed principle we've been hearing about the seed principle it is your attitude to god's word that must change even as you go through this teaching now we've been hearing this teaching we are considering this teaching on the seed principle that god's word is a seed and how the seed functions the power of a seed the life in a seed what must change what is the end result of this teaching that your attitude to god's word has undergone a, a transformation amen can i hear an amen for that i hope you are really desirous of a transformation when it comes to your attitude to god's word you want to change you want to love god's word more desired is a good desire and i hope this teaching is not just flying past you you're coming here every week and you think okay what is pastor going to speak oh it's the same seed principle today also i hope this is not flying past you see this see the use of technology must be for our edification now we have i don't know how many of you go back and listen to the word we have bible study put up on our stream on our youtube channel we have the word put up on our youtube channel i don't know how many i mean when we didn't have all these things we desired for all these things and now that we have all these things we don't know how to use these things what a contradiction that is so i hope you are listening you have no idea how much the lord can minister i go back and listen to my word whenever it is possible i go back and listen and i was listening to the the word that was preached last sunday and i was ministered to because it is not me who spoke it is the spirit of god who was speaking amen and it's like okay the where did that come from it's from the spirit of god and you have to revere god's word for what it is you have to look beyond the person you have to look beyond the title you have to look beyond the faces amen the moment you put a face to god's word you've lost it the only face that you must put to god's word is the face of jesus amen, amen. Yes. hallelujah and that some of you go back and listen to these teachings i encourage you church go back and listen you have between sunday to sunday you have 6 days listen maybe you're driving listen put it up on the stream we have it on the the channel the youtube channel we have it on our podcast uh, platforms on spotify podbean and uh, all major streaming platforms make progress in life tell it but make progress in life i say it one more time make progress in life how do you make progress in life by cherishing god's word Man, the only way to make progress in life for a Christian is by cherishing God's word. You want to grow, you have to regard God's word. You have to regard God's word. If you disregard God's word, there is no growth. There is no growth. Outside of God's God's word, there is no growth. The only thing that can change a person for the better is God's word. That's right. That's right. Desire. like newborn babes desire the pure milk of god's word 
that you may grow therein with respect to salvation the bible says the epistle by peter desire said desire desire and make progress first timothy chapter 4 and verse 15 meditate on these things give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all say meditate if you meditate on god's word the teaching of god's word and if you give yourself entirely to the teaching of god's word your progress will be evident to all amen first you have to desire for that to make progress take pains with these things you have to take pains with these things take pains with these things be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all if you're not making evident progress in life dear christian do not blame anybody else if you're not making evident progress in life do not blame anybody else it is nobody else's fault that you're not progressing in life the question is have you given yourself entirely completely to god's word the teaching of god's word to the meditation of god's word if you have you will have growth you will make progress it is god's express plan for you his desire for you that you make evident say evident tell your neighbor evident one more same evident evident progress evident progress people must be able to look at you and say oh he has grown she has grown there is an evident progress that your progress is quite obvious say obvious it's like you know you have a progress card concerning your spiritual walk concerning your walk with the lord and it reads obviously obviously it's a progress obviously there's a progress it's evident to all the bird that comes by your backyard every morning chirping must know that you have grown some of you don't don't even know when the bird comes it happens man if you have a pet dog in your home the dog must know that you have grown it must be evident to all your neighbor must know your teacher must know your fiance must know it's getting closer she better know that you're growing in the lord there's no other consolation in this relationship but to be a mature man in christ but to be married to a mature man in christ amen say obviously let your progress be obvious amen let's open up to the parable of the growing seed one more time mark chapter 4 verse 26 and he was saying the kingdom of god is like a man who casts seed upon the soil and he goes to bed at night and gets up by day and the seed sprouts and grows how he himself does not know the soil produces crops by itself first the blade then the head then the mature grain in the head but when the crop permits he immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come amen hallelujah i hope you remember the things that we have discussed so far from this uh, important passage an important parable the parable of the growing seed uh, god spoke to us about the soil of our heart say the soil of our heart how many of you know that your heart is a soil 
how does the soil it's a soil you carry soil here and we were looking at different we didn't have, we don't have it today we we were looking at different types of soil some were like hard rocky ground and this we have uh, thorny uh, you know terrain and then we have uh, this wayside where it's not meant for cultivation and then you have well watered moist fertile soil how is your heart doing this morning how is your heart doing this morning and the importance of maintaining a good soil in your heart under god's word which can provide a favorable say favorable your heart must provide the soil of your heart must provide a favorable condition for what for germination of god's word the seed of god's word must germinate must must bring forth life must manifest amen and that depends on the heart condition and i told you last week it's scientific it's a scientific uh fact that the seed needs a soil and we looked at that last week the seed the 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 life in the in the seed is stimulated by the soil and we we looked at that word i read read you that phrase the seed wakes up say wakes up it'll wake up it'll wake up when when the soil temperature and the soil uh, moisture conditions are favorable for it to wake up amen so there's a lot of seed coming your way lot of seed that is falling on your heart may your soil present a favorable condition for the seed of god's word to wake up and to manifest no observation farming tells us that it is a soil that stimulates life observation in the church will tell us why some people are growing and why some others are not it is a matter of observation so to to begin with where do we start when it comes to pressing our heart to god so we were looking at that how can we present uh, a good soil under god's word where do we start think about sowing a seed okay and then we'll come back to the the word all right think about sowing a seed what do you want to plant anju in your backyard huh beans beans yes she wants to plant some beans so you take some seeds then what do you do help her help anju you before that huh sorry prepare the ground say prepare the ground say prepare the ground so the first step the first step in in farming the first step in cultivation is that you prepare the ground the ground needs to be prepared let's start with the basics let's go back to the basics how many of you want to learn the basics of farming how many of you want to learn the basics of farming when it comes to god's word so prepare the ground say prepare the ground so how do you prepare the ground you got to clear off now imagine your backyard okay if you can imagine with me a backyard space where you have not cultivated anything before okay a patch of land in your in your premise for those of you who are living in flats you can it takes a lot of imagination for you but the others who have some ground some land yeah so you can now imagine you you want to plant some beans you want to sow some seeds so what do you do you prepare the ground so how do you prepare the ground tell me yeah huh? you start with watering the ground that's the problem 
you just go and water the ground no huh you deviate the ground okay you deviate the ground that's what you do that's what you do yes say it loud you remove the the rocks the muck and the mire correct the hard ground so you make it fallow say fallow so you remove all the rubbish the rubbish you remove the rubbish flow with me okay this morning it's going to help you i'm i'm, I'm going to guarantee you this is going to help you you remove the rubbish you remove the rocks you remove the stones you remove the muck you remove the mire then what you do huh then you loosen it how you fallow you you like you know you you till it that's right you till it and you put some then you pour some water and maybe add some manure fertilizer manure now this is exactly how you must press in your heart to god's word exactly how see the thing is you you come before god to listen to his word to receive of his word you're coming with all the rubbish in your heart all the accumulation of the past one week is in your heart you have not dealt with it knowing that okay i'm just this is with regards to coming to church okay you can apply this wherever you go listen to god's word it can be applied to your quiet time it can be applied to the bible study time it can be applied to any any point of time in your life where you are going to receive of god's word okay let me take you back to coming to church so you have accumulated a lot of rubbish the rubbish over the past one week so how see maybe that land was cultivated before long time back your backyard space but over time it was left uncultivated it was left unused it became a dumping ground imagine with me flow with me imagine with me it became a dumping ground so what happens an accumulation of rubbish an accumulation of stones and rocks and muck and mire happens correct you don't just go throw some seeds onto that before you sow anything you got to clear it say clear it you got to clean it up say clean it up you have to do that when it comes to your your heart before you receive from god's god's word so you cannot just you know simply get a roll of the bed on a sunday morning and come to church again i am talking with respect to church you can apply it wherever you want to apply it you cannot just roll off the bed and come to church expecting the seed to fall into your heart and to make have an effect in your life it won't happen like that a lot of christians don't realize the importance of preparing the ground this is so important it's so so important these are the basics that we must teach these are the basics that we must insist we must insist this in church we must teach our children these things you just get up get up the bed and you know you you work till like you know beyond uh, midnight past midnight let's say you w- w- work till 3 o'clock in the morning you had some work to finish next day morning is what church that's how prepared you are to receive the word it's not going to help it's not going to help you need to you need to make sure that you prepare the ground clear the muck clear the rubbish have you done so today have you done so today think about it think about it it's not a it's not a difficult illustration for you to follow with it's not difficult for you to understand this have you done so today how did you prepare the ground before you came to church how did you prepare the ground if i insist that my children go to sleep early 
on a Saturday night. I tell them, I force them, go to bed, go to bed. And in fact, today morning, my son was saying, I wish I was as sleepy as I am now when you asked me to go to bed. Because when I asked him to go to bed, he was not feeling sleepy. So he was pushing it, pushing it. He was waiting to be sleepy. But when I woke him up in the morning, or when Nisha woke him up in the morning, he came to me and said, I wish I was sleepy like this when you asked me to sleep. That's, that's, see, we have to prioritize, I say prioritize, Sunday morning, do something, do something to put you to sleep, be rested in the presence of God, you know, eliminate, discard those things which are standing, which will block the sowing of God's word into your heart, your worries, your anxieties, thoughts about your riches, thoughts, thoughts about your investments, thoughts about your work, lay it all down, remove those things from the Soil of your heart. Lay it down. Now come with an open heart. When you come into the presence of God, come with an open heart. Wet, wet and moist and prepared and tilled. And you see what God will do. And you see what God will do in your life. You're presenting him. Okay, here is my heart. And when the Lord looks, this full of rocks and thorns and, and thistles and this and that and all kinds of rubbish. So where is my seed going to fall? Dear son, dear daughter. Have you silenced yourself before you came to church? Have you silenced yourself before you came to church? Have you silenced your thoughts? Do you know that you can silence your thoughts? We find it difficult to silence our phones. Some of us find, some of us find it very difficult. Oh, those three hours I have to silence my phone. Frankly speaking, on a Sunday morning, you must forget your phone back home. You must forget your phone back home. That's how prepared you must be to receive God's word. You must forget to turn it on. Are you with me? Flow with me. This is going to help you. I'm telling you, this is going to help you. This is going to really help you. This is going to transform your life. It's going to make you a rich person. It's going to make an intelligent person. Have you silenced yourself? Have you silenced your thoughts? Have you silenced your phone as you entered the sanctuary? Or did you just walk in as loud as you are through the week? Do not come into the presence of God with your, with your loudness. Don't come into the presence of God with your loudness, with your hysterical laughter. Before you enter into the presence of God, resolve to be calm and quiet. You're having quiet time. It's a quiet time. You quieten, say quieten. You quieten yourself. Keep your phone away if you can. Quietness, in the quietness, listen to God. When everybody is falling asleep, listen to God. In the night watches, when nobody is going to disturb you, listen to Him. Amen. When you come to church, you know, keep the, the, the loud person back at home. The loud person, the, 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 the rash person, ask him to stay back at home. I'm talking about yourself, not, not your husband, not your wife, not your brother, your sister. I'm not asking you to stay back at home. I'm asking you the loud person in you to stay at home. And next week he will come to you and say, Pastor, you said I should not come to church. No, I didn't say I said that loud, that rash person must stay back home and come to God, come in the presence of God 
quiet as you can ready to receive a prepared soil and when you enter the end of the church this is by a way of instruction okay when you enter the church save the catching up the pleasantries the small talk for afterwards save the catching up the pleasantries the small talk for later for afterwards those things your friend is going to stay stay back you can talk over lunch if you want but you are in the presence of god to receive from god so prepare yourself prepare yourself are you with me prepare this this used to be a strict rule in the church by the way how many of you remember that for those of you from those days we used to follow this very strictly and it it still is though some of you may not be aware of it we used to follow this very strictly you remember that king we used to say be the environment remember the time from the time we started if anybody comes into church early they have to spend their time privately reading god's word meditating god's word speaking in tongues unto god praying interceding if you're part of the intercessory team go to the intercessory room and pray intercede for the church if you're part of the sunday school go and minister to the children if you are a little child who's part of the sunday school go and receive ministering if you're part of the worship team be prepared to minister if you're not part of any of these things your ministry is to sit there and prepare yourself prepare the place the sanctuary with quietness and rest can you say an amen for that amen. your amen means i'm ready for that amen now so small decisions can bring revival i'm telling you bring revival to the to the nation a small change from your side can bring revival you know you 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 got to enter in quietly and you got to sit down quietly and spend your time privately before the lord reading god's word meditating on on god's word praying in the spirit interceding for the church interceding for the worship team interceding for your pastor interceding for the ministers who are going to minister interceding for each other that's your ministry that's a that's a big ministry and everybody wants to be up there in the front or you know up there wherever you are but god wants you god is looking for people who can be used of him even behind the scenes the ones who can make a real impact not saying that i'm not in no way disregarding the ones who are up in the front but i want you to know that equally important is your role in church you might not be asked to do anything in church if you're not asked to do anything in church this is your ministry what is that what is that in the session prayer quietness are you with me this flow with me this flow with me do it faithfully take up this ministry you know who comes into the presence of god must be quiet in the presence of god like i said save the save all the exchanges for later what is that that's called reverence say reverence reverence is the is reverence is what prepares the ground to receive god's word reverence say reverence say reverence just tap your neighbor and say reverence and say reverence will prepare the ground for you reverence unto god will prepare your heart to receive god's word Now today that reverence is missing in many churches and homes to begin with we must teach our children we must uh, we must teach our children to be reverential towards god's word when there's a reading of god's word happening in your home tell them to sit properly and listen 
do you do that tell them to switch off the television or the or the or the sound whatever it is anything that is disturbing these are small little things which will go a long way in the making of your child into becoming a mature man to Christ unto Christ say reverence to begin with reverence is a matter of spiritual discipline say spiritual discipline it's a spiritual discipline that's i mean first and foremost is a spiritual discipline it does not come automatically to a person it's a matter of discipline you have to um cultivate say cultivate that discipline within yourself so that reverence will come forth if you're a christian it is something that you have to do yourself don't don't think that just because you're a born again person reverence will automatically come it will not everything that's required of you to be reverential towards god is there in you but you have to apply some discipline say discipline one more time say spiritual discipline say it loud spiritual discipline say reverence is a spiritual discipline one more time say reverence is a spiritual discipline which needs to be cultivated by the self you can stimulate them that in each other you can teach about you can train about you can mentor about these things but it has to be cultivated so you're wondering why you are like this it is because you are not giving yourself for that discipline a person must cultivate a spiritual discipline to be reverent before god and his word it must begin in our homes it must be taught in sunday school it must be enforced in churches say enforced some things must be enforced in churches secondly a person must have a lifestyle of worship so one first and foremost it is a, it's a discipline that you cultivate by yourself and the second thing is you need to have a lifestyle of worship if you're not used to the lifestyle of worship reverence will not come easily to you you got to be a worshipful person every opportunity that you get to worship you must worship then reverence will come automatically the name of jesus will cause you to tremble with 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 awe and and uh, and regard and and worship the the when somebody opens the word and says Uh, the gospel of luke chapter 1 verses 3 to 5 you must automatically be prepared why because you're a person with a lifestyle of worship given to a lifestyle of worship say lifestyle say discipline say lifestyle say discipline say together lifestyle say discipline say discipline say lifestyle say reverence is a discipline say reverence is a lifestyle man So prepare the ground, clear the clean, clean up the rubbish, silence your thoughts. Be found in an attitude of reverence. Why is it important? Why is it important for you to be reverent, reverential before God, found with reverence before God? Why is it important? Why is it important for you to be a person who is always full of worship when you come to church? when you're having a quiet time when you're having a devotion why is it important isaiah 66 and verse verse 2 we we looked in the scripture before isaiah 66 and verse 2 but i've looked to this one i will say look 
to this one who will look to this one so god so god with some some effects some reverb say god say god we look to this one at the one who is humble and contrite in spirit and who trembles at my word the one who is humble and contrite in spirit and the one who trembles at his word if you're not able to hear anything from god it is not because the holy spirit is not speaking hello if you're not able to hear anything from god it is not because the holy spirit is not speaking somebody needs to receive this if you're not able to hear anything from god it is not because the holy spirit is not speaking it is not because your your pastor is mute it is not because the worship leader is mute or your sunday school teacher is not able to speak but because god's word will get attracted to the one who is humble say humble and contrite say contrite say broken and the one who is trembling at his word the one who trembles at his word god's word gets attracted if you can present to god a broken a contrite spirit a heart that is trembling before his presence god's word will be attracted to you it will flow to you doesn't matter where you are sitting doesn't matter where you are god's word will come to you how many i'm 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 even as i'm speaking i know that some of you have experiences in your life in the most unlikely of places you are disgraced you are so down and you just reached out to god with with that brokenness a brokenness a brokenness is it brokenness with brokenness a brokenness with a heavy heart brokenness contrite spirit you reached out to god you are ready to receive word from him there's no preacher next to you there's no pastor near you there's no evangelist near you no prophet but you heard the voice of god speaking to you god's word will find its way to you god's word will find its way to you wherever you are is a heart condition a contrite spirit a broken heart attracts god's word attracts god's word the one who trembles reverential before god if you have walked into church with a reverential heart with a heart full of worship god's word will find its way wherever you are. you might be sitting in the middle you might be sitting by the wall you might be sitting in the front row might be the back row doesn't matter but if you have heart of worship god's word will come find its way you might be in the band you may be doing sound you might be in the in the other room doing a broadcast doesn't matter what matters is the condition of your heart the condition of your heart the condition of your heart is it full of worship is it full of trembling is full of reverence have you done some preparation last night have you done some preparation this morning before you came to church god's word will not evade you it'll come to you it'll come to you you know i i don't i don't take it when people say oh we can't we can't make it to church no we can't make it to this thing we can't it's a matter of your heart it's just a matter of your heart let no one don't deceive yourself thinking that you know certain circumstances are like this and you, know, you can't be regular you can't be disciplined about this 
it's just a matter of your heart it's a matter of prioritizing it's a matter of cleaning up the ground a lot of things in your heart that is standing in the way of you offering devotion unto god those big rocks are lying on the ground you need to clear it there are some stones in the ground of your heart you need to clear it up you have to till the ground moisten it with some water be ready when you come into the presence of god be ready to receive be ready to receive from the word go we have such amazing ministering happening from the word go time we start in prayer whether it is brother king or nisha or who else is going to come stand here and minister from the time we start there is ministering of god's word happening so rich ministering so prophetic so heavy say heavy the problem is how is your heart doing is your heart ready for it is your heart prepared are you reverential before it and even during the the ministry of jesus we see that his power and his word manifested in the lives of those who were ready you take any miracle in the gospels you will see that all of those miracles which took place happened in the lives of those people his his power his word manifested in the lives of people who were ready for it prepared for it it did not happen by happenstance it did not fall just like that they were reaching out or they were calling out they were eager they were desperate they were broken god it is unto such god gives attention god gives attention say attention think about god's attention today today what all we do to get some attention right but think about this it's very easy to get god's attention very easy present before him a broken heart a contrite spirit and tremble is tremble at his word is tremble at his word treat his word for what it is take it take his word for what it is god will turn his attention to you he will look at you he will see you he will recognize your situation he will release the word and he will effect the miracle amen hallelujah that's how god sends the word the second step in sowing is to water the ground say water the ground got to water the ground so what is the first step say prepare the ground after you prepare the ground the preparation is cleaning up and the tilling all those things are part of preparation and you can you can you see if you really uh, uh, you know think through you'll realize how can you prepare the ground to receive god's word just like how you would prepare the ground to sow some seeds like anju wanted to do think about it now you take you remove all those things you clear a patch of land you remove those stones you remove those the the, the rubbish and then you till it thus that's how you prepare the ground then the second step is you say water how do you water the ground how do you water the ground when it comes to god's word when it when it comes to your heart how do you water your heart huh the the first step after you sow the very first step this is not about preparing the ground the very first step after you sow is what say watering you not done that 
I planted seeds, mango seeds and all. The very first step that we do is, after you plant it, you water. You water. So how, how do you do that? And we, we mentioned about this a few weeks back. Cherishing, before that I said two things. Believing and declaring is how you, uh, believing and declaring, meaning agreeing, say agreeing. Agreeing. You cherish it by believing and declaring. Yeah, you water it by agreeing to God's word. When the, the word comes to you, you have to water it. How do you do that? By agreeing to it. By believing and agreeing to God's word. That's the very step, very first step. And then you follow through by cherishing the seed. How do you do that? By making declarations of confessions of faith. But the very first step, when God's word comes to you, without doubting, receive it. Agree with God's word. Say agree. Say agree. Without agreeing to God's word, you will not see the word of God coming to pass. Do not waste your attention to church. Do not waste your attention in church. If you cannot actively agree to God's word, you are just wasting your time in church. I have no qualms in saying this. As a pastor, I know. From my own life, I know this. If you have, if you're not actively agreeing to the word of God, which is being preached, which, which is being taught in church, you are just wasting your time in church. Because the prerequisite to see the fulfillment of God's word coming to pass is agreement. The, 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 the basic thing. Like you water the seed. Without watering the seed, you're not, gonna, you're not even going to see the sprouting. You need to water it. There has to be water content. There has to be water content. It makes the shell of the seed soft. And the shoot comes forth. The root comes down and the shoot comes forth. For that, you have to agree. Say agree. You have to, okay, now this is, how do you agree to God's word? Even for this, I'll tell you how. Train yourself up to agreeing to God's word. The training, and a, 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 a like continual training, a continuous training that you have to undergo. Agreeing to God's word. You must be a person who agrees to God's word and disagrees to everything else. That's right, God's word is loudest to the point that every other voice is you cannot, it's so feeble you cannot even hear it. It's so feeble that you cannot even hear it. You must be such a person. It's, it's, it happens by training. Say training. Training up your senses to discern between good and evil. It's a training. It's a practice. Say practice. You got to practice this. You got to practice this. To agree with God's word. And disagreeing to everything else. If something does not align to God's word, you know what to do with it? Say disagree. If something does not align to God's word, disagree. And agree to God's word concerning that situation. You have to train yourself for that. Somebody gives you a diagnosis. Oh, you have this condition. You will never be healed. What is that? It does not line up with God's word. So you have to disagree to what that person says. And start agreeing to God's word 
concerning the situation it's something that comes by a practice you got to practice this you got to discipline this this must be your uh, modus operandi whatever you face in life your mode of operation must be that does it align to god's word yes i agree no i disagree huh reject that's right reject refuse refuse they refuse you know i really i really really uh, desire for the church to start refusing vocally refusing things which does not add up to god's word the word is throwing myths at you say myths the world the world is throwing myths at you the world is throwing fables at you the the media is lying to you i've told this many times the media is lying the biggest liar in on planet earth right now is the media is the media and i'm 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 at war against the media i'm at war against the media because i'm a servant of god the media is simply lying to you if you start your day agreeing to the lies of this world you will find it difficult to agree with god's word the reason why some people struggle they might be a christian but they struggle so much to agree to god's word is because they have started off by agreeing to the voices of the devil you got to start your day by reading the newspaper who said does the bible say you might you have to start your day by reading the newspaper you have to start your day by uh, hearing the the morning news the headlines does the bible say that early in the morning i will early in the morning i'll read newspaper i will seek your face early in the morning i will seek your face That's right. Oh, brilliant. We all have to answer that question. Who told you? God has that question in the garden. Who told you? Did God tell you that? Or somebody else told you that? And whose voice did you go by? if the windows of your life your sensory receptors are all open to the frequencies of this world how do you think you will be able to catch the frequencies of god all your antennas are up anything that comes from the radar of a from the broadcast of the world media system you catch it you receive it you contemplate on it you meditate on it and how do you expect the communication from heaven to be smooth you're simply creating clutter say clutter your spirit being will will have to strain say strain your spirit being will strain to hear and agree to god's word some people they might be sitting in church before sword says a donkey's ears they are sitting in church but they're not able to agree to god's word they're straining in church you know why because the receptors are catching all the other frequencies the, the spiritual man is starved and the worldly man the earthly man the natural man is so so full the fat so a glutton 
you know i don't mind looking like a weirdo to you but i have no difficulty in saying this i strongly say strongly your pastor strongly recommends abstinence from media <sighs> feel so good i strongly recommend i strongly recommend abstinence from media and i have never you can ask my wife you can ask my children i have never asked my children to read the newspaper have i ever asked you to read the newspaper nope till date i have not asked my son to read the, but have i asked you to read the bible yes got it you can ask my children because see you need to come to that place your children are not going to miss out on anything because they are not reading the newspaper and if they are reading the newspaper let it be under supervision let it be under uh, you know let it be uh, very uh, very filtered process a very filtered process a very filtered process and ask them to come to you like if they are reading the newspaper ask them to come to you with what they see so that they will not be like you know believing everything that they say all the rubbish goes in. no it must not be allowed and thank me later i prophesy mark my words it is just a matter of time i'm i'm sure that you're going to say amen to this it is just a matter of time before the media industry will be exposed for what it really is and brother king said amen is going to be exposed the lying the scheming the planning is going to be laid bare for all men to see and then you will remember oh sheriya pande pastor parnittolla pande ottri naalu munbe brother king ek etra thavana parantunnu nammude how many times pastor win has told us how many times they all told us not to believe in the media so we are only helping you have a heads up saving save your time save your time save your time very soon okay very soon okay let's read first samuel chapter 1 okay in in i want to like you know show you the application of the things that we learned today say application so what all did we learn today two things say two things first thing is prepare the ground second thing is water the seed prepare the ground and water the ground or prepare the ground and water the seed yeah two things how do you prepare the ground by being very reverential amen with a broken spirit with a contrite spirit by trembling at his word being very worshipful by silencing your thoughts removing everything else that is contradicting the knowledge of god that's how you prepare the ground and then you water the word which comes to you you water it you nourish it by agreeing to it and disagreeing to everything else you train up yourself by disagreeing to everything else and agreeing to god's word it's a part of the christian training amen let's read first uh, samuel chapter 1 you know that's a amazing topic that we are on first samuel chapter 1 let's read if possible the entire chapter let's read are you ready to read with me first samuel chapter 1 okay we we looked uh, at this character during zain's uh, dedication because hana was dedicating zain i read from oh i just mentioned something from the life of hana 
Let's look at that. Now, there was a certain man from Ramathaim Zovan, from the hill country of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah. Say Elkanah. The son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Suf, and Ephraimite. Ephraimite, okay? And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah. And the name of the other was Penina. Say Penina. Say Hannah. Say Penina. So if we call Hannah, Han, and we should call Penina, Pen. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no. Now this man would go up from his city yearly. Say yearly. Say routine. Say regular. He would go from his city yearly to worship. Worship must become a part of your routine. Worship must become a part of your calendar, your timetable. Yearly to worship and to sacrifice. Say sacrifice. Say worship is sacrifice. Say worship is sacrifice. Worship is not singing. Worship is sacrifice. Worship is not playing. It is sacrifice. Worship is not lifting up the hands. Worship is sacrifice. All right. So from a city yearly to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests to the Lord there. And when the day came that Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions. Say portions. Oh, portions. Say portions. The Lord has been speaking to us about portions. The Elkanah would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all his sons and her daughters. So Penina had sons and daughters. Say plural. Say many sons and many daughters. So Elkanah would come and give portions to Penina, her sons, her daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. Say double portion. Say double portion. The Lord has been speaking to us about double portion. He, will, he would give to Hannah a double portion. For he loved Hannah. Say loved. Elkanah loved Hannah. But the Lord had closed her womb. Elkanah loved Hannah. He would give double portion to her. But the Lord had closed her womb. She had a condition. Say condition. She was barren. Say barren. Hannah was barren. Her rival, say rival. Oh, look at that. So you must realize that in life, you will have rivals. Okay? Don't, don't look at it as a strange word. Because the devil is at rivalry with you. Okay? So he, she also had rival. A rival in Penina. Her rival, however, would provoke her. Say provoke her. Bitterly. To in, irritate her. Say irritate her. Oh, I love these words. These words are very common in our conversations. I am so irritated. I have become so bitter. I am so provoked. Because the Lord had closed her womb. Now it happened year after year. As often as she went up to the, Lord, to the house of the Lord. She would provoke her. Penina would provoke Hannah. Every year. Every year they went to worship. But Penina would provoke. Why did they go to Shiloh? So to worship, even when you're coming to church, people can provoke you. You might have come to church to worship, but people can provoke you. Don't get provoked. Don't get. Keep your eyes on Jesus. That's right. She would provoke her. So she wept. 
and would not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? And why do you not eat? And why is your heart sad? Now I bless all the husbands here with this kind of a, kind of a sensitive spirit. That when your wife is weeping and when your wife has not eaten and when your wife's uh, heart is sad, you are sensitive and you would go up to her and say, why do you weep and why do you not eat and why is your heart sad? It's a man thing. It's a manly thing to do. Don't feel shy to do it. Husbands, don't feel shy to do it. Say amen. I, I want the husbands to say amen. And the would-be husbands also. You're almost there, David. You can say amen. Say amen. amen. One more time, say amen. amen. It's a very romantic thing to do. It's a romantic thing to do. Hallelujah. So she, you know, Hannah, why do you weep? And why do you not eat? And why is your heart sad? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Hallelujah. Husbands must be able to feel like this concerning their wives. You must be able to go to tell your wife, am I not better to you than ten sons? Hallelujah. Ten sons. Think about ten sons, having ten sons. You know, I'm, I know we feel so confident having one son. Just one son makes us feel so confident. Having ten sons is such a this man is saying, am I not better to you than ten sons? Why are you sad? Why are you not eating? Why do you weep? Why is your heart sad? And she, sorry, verse 9, then, then Hannah, she liked the comfort of her husband, then Hannah rose after eating and drinking in Shiloh. So husband's, husband's romance worked. Yeah, then ha praise the Lord. It should work. That's, it shows in how your, your wife is looking. Her health is in your words. I've told you before. Her health is in your, in your mouth, in your words. So then Hannah rose after eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. And she greatly distressed Prayed, say prayed, prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. She said broken, say contrite. Hannah was broken, she was contrite. So she wept, she was greatly distressed and prayed to the Lord. When you're greatly distressed, what you must do? Not turn on the television. When you're greatly distressed, what you must do? Say pray to the Lord. Ha ha. Pray to the Lord and wept bitterly. And she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, say vow, say vow. She made a vow. Hannah made a vow. The seed. Your vow to God is a, it's a seed. Your vow to God is a seed. So she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, 
if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thy maid servant and remember me and not forget thy maid servant but will give thy maid servant a son look at that i'm your maid servant i'm your maid servant i'm 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 one in service unto you i'm one in service unto you i hope you all feel that way unto god do you feel that you're you're one in service unto god you're a maid servant unto god a bond servant unto god huh slaves to righteousness O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thy maidservant and remember me and not forget thy maidservant, but will give thy maidservant a son, say son, then I will give him to the Lord or I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and the races shall never come on his head. Hallelujah. Say vav. Sometimes you have to sow seeds like this. You have to sow seeds like this. Make a commitment before God. If you'll remember your maidservant, if you'll remember me and get me out of my afflictions, I will make a vow unto you. My vow is that I will give my son unto you. Hallelujah. I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And the razor shall never come on his head. Say all the days of his life. Now it came about as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli was watching her mouth. As for Hannah, she was speaking in her heart. Only her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. So, she, so Eli thought she was drunk. The problem is sometimes in church, at least Hannah's mouth moved. Her lips moved. Today in church, nothing is moving. Nothing is moving. When you, come to, when you come to the presence of God, be ready to pour out to God. Just pour out. Just pour out. You have distress in your heart, pour it out. Now he's the one, like, like we heard this morning. You know, make a big fuss about it. Make a big deal. You have a pain in the back. Make a big deal to God. You have a, a situation at home. Make a big fuss about it to God. Pour out to God. Show your distress to God. Don't try to suppress it. Don't try to hide it. You know, some of you, you stand in church you know, wanting to pretend before God and before everyone that everything is okay. No, you don't need to do that in church. Here she was not even bothered whether Eli, the priest, was looking. Come to that place. Say no pretense. Say transparency. God loves truth in the innermost beings. Man. So as for Hannah, she was speaking in her heart. Only her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. So Eli thought she was drunk. Then Eli said to her, How long will you make yourself drunk? Put away your wine from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord. I am a woman oppressed in spirit. Say oppressed in spirit. I am a woman oppressed in spirit. Provoked in spirit. Severed in spirit. Cut in the spirit. That's what it means. Huh? Sorrowful. Contrite. Say broken. I am a woman broken in my spirit. I have drunk neither wine 
no strong drink but i have poured out my soul before the lord do not consider your maid servant as a worthless woman for i have spoken until now out of my great concern and provocation then eli answered and said go in peace and may the god of israel grant your petition that you have asked of him let's go back to our lesson this morning what is the first step prepare the ground how do you prepare the ground with reverence with worship with brokenness with contriteness willing to pour out that's how we prepare the ground for god's word and when you are a person who's prepared the ground god's word will come will find its way to you she was there she went one more time into the temple to to pray to pour out she was broken provoked severed inside her spirit cut in her spirit but god's word came to her because she trembled she trembled she trembled in the presence of god are you with me are you getting this are you getting this and then you you need to know how this works i'm showing you how this works do you do you consider your maid servant don't do not consider your maid servant as a worthless woman for i have spoken until now out of my great concern and provocation then eli answered and said go in peace and may the god of israel grant your petition that you have asked of him that's a word say word that's how the word comes okay that's how the word comes now what is what what does she have to do now say water say water it the seed came to her so now she has to water it all right let's look at how she waters it let your maid servant find favor in your sight so the woman went her way and ate and her face was no longer sad she agreed to the the word of blessing which came to her she agreed she agreed that's what god is saying to me all right i agree i will not be sad anymore now this is what is missing in the church today word is coming there is no agreement because you are holding a lot of disagreeing counsel things which are contradicting to the knowledge of god you are holding on to it you need to drop all those things and lay hold of hold fast say hold fast hold dearly cling on what does trust mean it means cling to the word of god the moment god's word came to her she dropped everything else she forgot her sadness she forgot her brokenness her face was not sad anymore she agreed say agreed she watered the seed which which fall into the good soil of her heart she watered it okay i'm going to agree i'm going to stand in agreement i'm going to go back and eat i'm not going to look sad anymore don't go out of the church don't go away from the presence of god looking sad Don't go away from the presence of God looking sad. Don't come out of your quiet time looking sad. Don't come out of your prayer room looking sad. If you have poured out to God, you must have a smile on your face <coughs> which cannot be erased by anything. Sunday afternoon must be your brightest face. Why? Because you're coming out of church, you've heard from God, you've received word, you're going out. 
sad no more hallelujah just just receive this word just receive and some of you are receiving this i want you to just open your heart just receive and this is this is helping you to change say change change your attitude towards god's word say reverence god is teaching you to be reverential god is teaching you to be trembling at his word to be receptive to god's word amen and to water god's word by agreeing to it hallelujah let your maid servant uh, find favor in your sight so the woman went her way and ate and her face was no longer sad then they arose early in the morning and worshiped before the lord see now it's about worship it's not about crying anymore it's about worship they worshiped before the lord and returned again to their house in rama and elkana had relationships relations with her with hannah his wife and the lord remembered her hallelujah the god of israel will grant your petition that's what the word the word which came to her the lord of israel will grant your petition the lord remembered the petition it's a petition hallelujah thank you jesus and it came about in due time after hannah had conceived that she gave birth to a son and she named him samuel what does samuel mean huh what does samuel mean it means the lord remembers that's what it means okay because i have asked him of the lord the lord remembers he named him the lord remembers then the man elkana went up with all his household to offer to the lord the early sacrifice and pay his vow but hannah did not go up for she said to her husband i will not go up until the child is weaned then i will bring him that he may appear before the lord and stay there forever see she did not forget she made a vow the word from the lord came to her after she sowed a seed see listen 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 let's go back to the double portion okay elkana gave double portions to to hannah to give as offerings i told you that god will always give you bountiful supply of seed remember that now you you might be in the most broken of your situations but god will always give you seed to sow whether in giving whether in worship whether in prayer and when when nothing is there she vowed she made a vow she made a vow unto god and she so she she conceived a child she had a child named him samuel but she did not forget her vow unto god amen so she she told elkan i'm going to wean up this kid and i'm i will bring him that he may appear before the lord and stay there forever hallelujah and elkan her husband said to her do what seems best to you remain until you have weaned him only may the lord confirm his word so the woman remained say confirm his word so the woman remained and nursed her son until she weaned him now when she had weaned him she took him up with her with a 3 year old bull and one ephah of flour in and a jug of wine and brought him to the house of the lord in shilo although the child was young say young you are never too young to serve god and all the little children said amen say amen you're never too young to serve god although the child was young then they slaughtered the bull 
and brought the boy to Eli. And she said, Oh my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you, praying to the Lord. For this boy I prayed, and the Lord has given me my petition, which I have asked of him. So I have also dedicated him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is dedicated to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. You know what I love about the story, the ending part of that story? She did not come to Eli and said, See, remember that day I prayed and you prophesied over me and the Lord gave me a child. Now I'm going to give you my child, my son to be here. Uh, please make him a worship leader in church. Please, please put him in the worship team. Please make him uh, a part of the, uh, you know, the, the preaching, uh, you know. Now, if you have dedicated your child to the Lord, leave the child to the Lord. Leave the child to the Lord. Let the Lord deal with your child. Look at the confidence of this mother. I prayed for this child. The Lord remembered me. And I am here with the child whom the Lord gave me. And I'm going to give this child unto the Lord. He will be dedicated to the Lord as long as he lives. I don't care how the Lord is going to deal with him. And he went back. And she went back. Hallelujah. Some of you need to let go. Let go of your children. Let go of some of those dreams. Let go of some of those things that you hold so dearly. Don't, don't negotiate with God. Don't negotiate with God. Once you've seen the blessing. Let the negotiation happen before you see it. If you give me this, I'm going to do that for you. Wow, it's a seed. And the Lord does, does that to you. Follow through. Follow through. Let your commitment remain. I'm telling you, not a single person here who has committed their lives, their family, their children, their marriage, their future to the Lord will ever, ever, ever have to be sad. They will never regret. I'm telling you, you will never regret. You will never regret. God wants your commitment. Your commitment, your agreement, say agreement. Your reverence, say reverence, say commitment. Your agreement to God's word. Hallelujah. Uh, today the Lord is asking you to do something. I don't know what it is, but I believe the Lord is speaking to some of you here. Just, just take this time. Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Just stay where you are. Just hearken to the voice of God. Listen to the voice of God. I believe the Lord wants to correct you. The Lord wants to fine-tune your thinking. To fine-tune your thinking. Hallelujah. Fine-tune your thinking. Just submit to God. Submit to God. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart excels in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth speaks boldly against my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is no one holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one beside thee, nor is there any rock like our God. Boast no more so very proudly 
not let arrogance come out of your mouth for the lord is a god of knowledge and with him actions are weighed the bows of the mighty are shattered but the feeble gird on strength those who were full hire themselves out for bread but those who were hungry cease to hunger even the barren gives birth to seven but she who has many children languishes the lord kills and makes alive he brings down to sheol and raises up the lord makes poor and rich he brings low and he also exalts the lord he raises the poor from the dust he lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with nobles and inherit say inherit and inherit say inherit and inherit a seat of honor for the pillars of the earth are the lords and he set the world on them he keeps the feet of his godly ones but the wicked ones are silenced in darkness for not by might shall a man prevail those who contend with the lord shall be shattered against them he will thunder in the heavens the lord will judge the ends of the earth and he will give strength to his king and will exalt the horn of his anointed then elkana went to his home at rama but the boy ministered to the lord before eli the priest now the sons of eli were worthless men okay let's skip that and go down um let's read from verse 18 chapter 2 verse 18 now samuel was ministering before the lord as a boy say boy as a all the boys stand up all the boys stand up the girls also stand up okay so when i read boy also hear girl okay look at that <sighs> now samuel was ministering before the lord as a as a say boy wearing a linen ephod hallelujah god wants you to be a minister a minister minister girl god wants you to be a minister of god in active service unto god i don't know every time i i come across scriptures like this when i'm ministering i strongly feel there is something very special about the children of this church the number of times the lord has ministered to you to me concerning the children of this church i think i've lost count just be a just be a vessel of honor a willing vessel willing vessel yes a willing vessel just tell the lord i am ready just say i am ready yeah be just say i am ready lord he will use you mightily just say i am ready yes i'm ready you may be seated now samuel was ministering before the lord as a boy wearing a linen ephod and his mother would make him a little robe and little say little robe very cute a little robe and bring it to him from ear to ear when she would come up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice she is not coming to see the boy she is coming to make the all lessons in life all lessons then eli see, because she has dedicated him to the lord she has not got no ownership over the son anymore she has given Then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say may the Lord give you children from this woman in place of the one she dedicated to the Lord and they went to their own home and the Lord visited Hannah 
and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. The baron is now children of, uh, mother of six. Mother of six. And the boy Samuel grew before the Lord. So she sowed Samuel unto the Lord. And she reaped three sons and two daughters. Hallelujah. You can, you can never, you can never outgive God. You think your giving was big. You can never outgive God. You, you, you take to God your very best. The very best the, from the top, from the first, the very best, the fattest, the, the strongest you give unto God. And you think, wow, I've out, outgiven God. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. He is a debtor to no man. Hallelujah. He is a debtor to no man. Amen. Say so. Say drink offering. In fact, the, the, some versions say that Hannah was lending Samuel unto God. Hannah was lending him. So lending. God borrowed Samuel for a lifetime. That's all. Just for a lifetime. God borrowed Samuel from Hannah for a lifetime. Man, it's a good, the kingdom of God is a good place to sow, to give, to lend. Amen? It's a good place to lend. It's a good place to sow. It's a good place to give. Hallelujah. Let's all stand up. Thank you, Lord, for this word which came to us, Lord, this morning. Lord, we receive it with a whole heart, with a grateful heart. You've corrected us. And thank you for changing our perspective. Lord, that we need to give. We need to sow unto you. Everything that we do in the kingdom is unto you, is for you. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us today the two things that are critical in sowing. The preparation of the ground and the watering of the seed. Lord, we need to prepare the ground before we come into your presence. We need to be ready. With brokenness. Not with hardness, but with brokenness. With brokenness. Contriteness. Thank you, Jesus. May we be found broken in your presence. Trampling at your word. Always. Not proud and haughty. But trampling at your word. Thank you, Lord, that you're doing something special in our lives. You're doing something very special in our church. In the lives of every single person represented here. You're doing something very special. Even the ones who are watching us online. Lord, you are, you're doing something very special. The, the attitude to God's word is being corrected. Is being transformed even as we submit to this teaching. You know the ones who have submitted to this teaching. You know, you know the ones who have responded right to this teaching. And Lord, they're not going to miss their reward. They're not going to miss their harvest. They're going to reap a bountiful harvest. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for speaking to us from the life of Hannah. Thank you, Father. When we are distressed, we need to pour out. Thank you, Jesus. When we are distressed, 
we need to pour out and we need to pray when we are sad we need to pray not get entertained but but, but be prayed but but pray but to pour out unto you thank you for what you're doing in our lives lord so i'm coming to every single person in this congregation every single person who heard this word once have heard from their homes come with them all father we pray that this word will take root will take root and will come forth the shoot will come forth the plant will come forth the tree will come forth the fruits will come forth starting today lord there'll be a, a change in the way we respond the way we regard god's word thank you jesus thank you lord let your name be glorified let your name be glorified thank you jesus hallelujah we worship you we worship you worship you worship you and the lord is reminding me about some vows that you some of you have made is asking me to remind you about some of those vows that you've made the lord says take comfort take comfort because you have vowed to me it's a seed that you have sown just keep the vow i'll take care of the rest every seed sown seed sown cheerfully with purpose will produce will produce will fetch returns thank you father thank you jesus let your name be glorified let your name be glorified in the lives of every single person here every single person every single person do not be worried about tomorrow do not be worried about your future your future is taken care of says the lord your tomorrow is taken care of says the lord your tomorrow is taken care of says the lord because you have lent to god because you have lent to god you have sowed in his kingdom your tomorrow is taken care of do not worry about your tomorrow do not be sad let your let not your countenance be sad anymore like hannah returned from the presence of god go from the presence of god go from the presence of god eat be happy never be sad anymore concerning the word, concerning this the, the situation which you've heard from the lord you heard from the lord today concerning a situation do not be sad about it anymore do not be worried about it anymore thank you pa Thank you Father. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Father. Thank you for everything. Let me glorify it. Let your name be glorified. Be lifted up, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hello this is Nisha Dilip Koshi I'm sure this podcast has blessed you 
Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.